One of my favorite architects is Mies van der Rohe, who worked in Germany before World War II and in America thereafter. His buildings were clean and spare, devoid of all ornamentation. You might call those buildings pure structure. He was the grandfather of all the glass and steel buildings we see in the world these days. Now, he was not a religious person, but some people follow him religiously. And one of the things he said certainly is of importance as we look at Scripture, particularly as we look at the Gospels. He said that God is in the details. And nowhere is that more useful than when looking at today's Gospel lesson. Miss the details and we just might miss the good news. In today's Gospel, we get a story nominally about physical blindness. A condition lived with by a relatively small percentage of our population. But if we look carefully at the story's details, we get a message that is about every last one of us. As strange as it seems, this story about Bartimaeus here in October, about as far away in the calendar as we can get from Easter, is indeed a story about Good Friday and Resurrection. It could just as easily be about Jesus coming from His tomb, or you or me coming face to face with our own lives and how we must change in order to see God's kingdom around us. Now when we read that story, my first inclination, I think, was to have pity for Bartimaeus and joy that Jesus was there to heal him. Here is Bartimaeus apparently begging because he is blind, and most of us have seen the equivalent on some street corner somewhere in our lives, begging as the result of some sort of disability. And lately I've seen more begging in larger cities than I really feel comfortable seeing. People are on the streets, usually with the things that they hold most valuable, a winter coat even in summer, a shopping cart, a very dirty blanket or sleeping bag, sometimes even a pet, and almost always accompanied by a piece of cardboard that tells us why they need the money. The list of disabilities and life-altering circumstances can be heartbreaking. But I am not convinced that the writer of the gospel is focusing even on what we see in the streets of America or what might be the church's call to social action to get those sorts of people better taken care of as important as that task is. The writer is not seeking to play on our sense of pity and on Jesus' power to heal. This is not a story about changing the laws of nature to effect a physical healing. Indeed, the gospel never actually says that Jesus heals Bartimaeus. Only that Jesus' proclamation is that Bartimaeus' faith has made him whole. Something more profound is going on and this story is about you and me. You see, in this story, God is in the details, to quote Mies. Our evangelist, Mark, writes a very terse gospel narrative throughout his book. For example, in Mark, there's no birth narrative, and the original version of Mark didn't even have any resurrection appearances. Every word 
every action is important. And among the chief details is what Bartimaeus does. The setup is that Bartimaeus is a blind beggar. We can fill in the blanks. That means he's living off the kindness of others, that he has very little of his own. What few things he has are of huge importance. Imagine again what we see on those street corners when people have all their worldly goods right around them, afraid to let go of them. Bartimaeus calls out to Jesus and what follows is the crucial detail in this story. When Jesus tells him to come forward, Bartimaeus does so. But as part of doing so, he throws off his cloak. And that is no throwaway phrase on the part of Mark. That cloak may have been the only thing Bartimaeus owned. And as a blind man who leaves his most valuable possession behind him, he knows he might be giving it up for good. Can a blind man find it later? Might someone else take it and be gone with it? The key to the story is not what Jesus does. It's the proclamation that Bartimaeus' his response to Jesus is to get rid of everything he holds dear. And when he does so, he's able to see. And therefore, that story is about us. Now, if that's not enough evidence, do you remember what happened when Jesus went to Calvary to be crucified? Mark, the same Gospel writer, tells us that the soldiers took his very clothing from him and held on to it for themselves. You see, Jesus, like Bartimaeus, does not experience the power of resurrection until He lets go of everything that He has, even life itself. Now in that sense, the healing of Bartimaeus is a story that prefigures the Good Friday slash Easter Day experience. We can't hold on to the old if we want to experience resurrection and find a new way to live. These days I'm thinking that one subconscious reason that the secular world struggles so mightily with Christianity is not because we Christians are stuck in the mud, so to speak, never able to be moved, but because the world is scared to death of resurrection. The world is scared to death of not being able to hold on to the old ways of doing things. Those old prejudices, those old comforts, those old desires, well, they're all parts of an unresurrected life. And when I talk about the world, I'm not simply talking about the people out there who are never in church. I'm talking about every last one of us as well. Resurrection is to leave behind all the things we once thought we had to have because to stay with them is to stay blind to what can be. If we live into resurrection, we are going to leave a lot of things behind that we love so much. Jokingly, I say that statement about the junk I keep in my attic that I simply can't seem to give up. But all those things really are signs of how much I think that being a consumer is going to make me feel better. A bit less jokingly, I say it about a person who told me two months ago that she wanted the new carpet in her church so that the church would be just the same as it was in the 1960s. Same color, same everything. She got what she wanted. 
And turning toward the more serious, I say it's about, for example, how we hold on to capital punishment in this state as a way to make ourselves feel more secure as we've always felt secure. Or how we hold on so tightly to our self-identification as pride-filled Episcopalians, as liberals, as liturgy snobs. Or cutting even closer to the home for many of us, how we cling to the idea that our purpose is to get people into church to make them into better people rather than getting ourselves into the world because the lives of those very people whom we sometimes make fun of or pity, well, those can be lives that will change us for the better and we'll start giving up some of the mess that we've held on to for so long. Bartimaeus is as good an example as there is that we can find what a willingness to take a risk looks like, what the rewards can be, and how life can change. Bartimaeus leaves every last thing behind, everything that he depends on to keep him alive, and only after doing so does he see clearly. As Jesus put it, Bartimaeus has faith. Now a good definition of faith for us might be a willingness to step into the unknown without any of the prompts that we like to have around us. Now, for some of us, the props include the comfort of social superiority, which is prejudice with a much nicer sounding name. And for most of us in these prosperous United States, it is to let go of our truly held religion, which is the belief that more money and more stuff that we hold on to for ourselves is going to be ultimately good for everybody. Some scary, faithful steps precede resurrection. But for a moment, look to where it leads. Such steps, in the form of leaving behind all that he had, turned Bartimaeus from a blind beggar into a new individual who could finally see the world. Such steps in going to a cross and being stripped of all he had turned Jesus of Nazareth into the body of Christ that knows no geographical boundaries and is in every time and place. Such steps can turn you and me into people who give up the old worries and the old agendas and the old solutions and instead discover that we can live a new way that will not weigh us down so much. That's what today's gospel lesson is about. And don't ever get trapped into thinking that it's about anything less. Amen.